Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk football with Ricky Thompson, presented by Alliance Bank of Central Texas. Hey, it's a 432, and we welcome into the program Ricky Thompson. Ricky, 25 and a half hours, and we're playing football for real. Yeah, it's time. That's exciting, and, and it would be what the high tomorrow is supposed to be, 97. These guys are going to get a typical opening day weather game for football in Texas. And uh, and you're going to be patrolling the sideline. I, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, that's where my press box pass is. It's on the sideline, so I may just follow you around, make sure you stay hydrated. Well, I'll tell you what, can you have Gatorade at your side and we'll both be good. <laughs> Rick, well, uh, in, in, before we talk football, let's talk uh, on the field. Let's talk about off the field. Uh, your thoughts on the, on, the, on the report that's coming out now that the, the Big 12 is making a push for BYU, Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston. Well, I think that's just fine. I, I, I don't know. I believe all this when it's finalized because nobody knows. I think this changes every day. Those schools and those names don't surprise me. Uh, I don't think they're the only ones out there. I think there are probably others, and I think there's probably some that are Power 5 type teams that are on the Big 12's list as well. What I'm pleased with is they're they're not waiting. They're active, Mm -hmm. and finally the Big 12 is being proactive about something instead of sitting back, and I think – that, to me, is what's encouraging, whoever the teams may be. I'm just very pleased to hear that they're moving, trying to get this done, trying to add teams and make the Big 12 viable, which I think we all think it is with the addition of some teams. It's it's a league that will be prominent into the future and hold a spot in the playoff hierarchy, Power 5, whatever it may be. So I, I think it's exciting, whoever the teams are. Well, when I see the BYU name, that's what kind of gets me jazzed up because, as you know, they've got alumni from coast to coast, and and that's that's a program that uh, really can kind of help stabilize this thing. Well, I don't think there's any question. It's a huge television market. It's nationwide. And think, too, uh, if it's Cincinnati, you've got that Ohio market, Cincinnati, even UCF, 71,000 students in Central Florida. Uh, all of those schools bring something television-wise that is uh, very viable and attractive to TV networks. All right, let's 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 talk about uh, tomorrow night's game. Uh, and, again, the Bears opening on the road. You just First of all, your thoughts about Baylor going to Sam Marcus for the first time in, in school history. Well, I think that's a little unusual. It's unusual not necessarily to open on the road, but to open on the road against a school that is in a smaller division, whatever it may be. Uh, But I think that's fine. I think it's kind of exciting. I thought it was a lot of fun. We may have talked about this last week, some opening at SMU some years ago. It was a great Baylor crowd on the road. And I think it's kind of fun to go on the road and have a huge following and maybe even outnumber your home team or either be very close to it. So in that regard, it's really kind of exciting to open on the road like this. What what are you looking for? I mean, and we've, we were talking about this at the top of the broadcast, top of the show. Yeah, we know about X's and O's in the, in the, in the you know, the gap offense. And, and But what are you looking for from the team? I, you know, I, I told Ward that I'm looking for – I want to see them start to show us that the, the identity of this football team. It, what are you looking for? Well, first off – 
a first football game of the season is probably one of the most unknown events in sporting. Uh, it's such a difficult thing to know what your football team is really like, particularly in college when you've not played against anybody else. And we all know that practice is not the same as a game. That changes the environment. It changes the pressure. It changes performances of these kids, either for the good, for the better, or sometimes it's not as good. So what I'm looking for is not a lot of mistakes, good, solid football, and offensively, we need big plays. I think last year is something we really lacked with your big plays, and I don't care if it's the wide zone, if it's the spread, whatever it is, you have to have big plays in this offense. And I think we know clearly that this team wants to run the football. Uh, that's part of the wide zone. They want to establish the run. And I would like to see them do that early. You know, I'm I'm a old receiver, and I love to throw the ball. But I think we all know that even from our years in the spread, even then the passing game was based off the running game. We ran for 300 yards a game average out of the spread. So running is critical in football, no matter high school, college, NFL. So I guess that's really what I'm looking for more than anything because we kind of know the product on the defensive side. I'm looking for a football team Saturday that can really run the football and run it with some big chunk plays and then get it over the top in the passing game. Ricky, how important is it for this offense? You talk about having the big plays and having the opportunity to just kind of get its feet under them. How important is it for early in the ball game for them to just, if nothing else, move the chains and kind of get established the line of scrimmage? I think it's critical. That's really part of what I was saying. I think, and you do that with that running game. If you can pound a football team early and, and wear that defensive front out, and do it moving the football, moving the chains. Uh, we we talked about the weather. If you've got a mm -hmm. defensive team that's out there eight, nine, ten plays right off the bat for two or three drives, that's going to pay off, and it's going to pay off in a big way. And I think that's really critical. I know we all, we all want to see what this offensive line does. We've heard of the improvement. Uh, we've heard of the new scheme. Uh, let's Let's see how much stronger they really are, and let's see how they perform. And if you pick any one position in this game, I know Gary Bohannon is obvious, a quarterback, but I really want to see how this offensive line performs. And I think that goes with what you're saying, Ward. Dominate up front and get something going there. And and for, for the first time in a long time, be dominant running the football. You know, for me, Ricky, I want to take you back to the to the defensive side of the ball. You saw those scrimmages uh, the last couple of Saturdays. Apu Ika, how dominant can he and how dominant will he be in the middle? Well, the first scrimmage I thought he was playing fullback because he was in the backfield all day long. So <laughs> I, I, I think that's how good he can be. This, this kid is 6'5", 350, and if you watch him, the quickness is unbelievable. This guy is off the ball on the snap, just like an offensive lineman. And I can promise you, I hope they try to block him with one guy, because if they do, they're going to get killed in the middle, because you can't block him with one. And if you're putting two guys on him, and you've got Terrell Bernard and Dylan Doyle, 
backing him up, Jalen Petrie on the side, they're in trouble. And I just think he can change as good as this defensive football team was last year. And with these 10 starters coming back and you add Apu in the middle, they can be really, really good if they stay healthy. And, and we haven't had a guy – Brave and Roy is the closest thing, and that was, what, two years ago, that really dominated the middle of the field. And I'm not sure Apu is a step above even Bravion as far as strength and ability and quickness. Uh, he's a game-changer, guys. And you know, one thing I was looking at on uh, Texas State's roster that's so much different than what we're looking at with these guys coming back, they have 20 transfers. And that's 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 just on the depth chart. That doesn't count the roster. That's the depth chart. Three of their five offensive linemen are transfers. Both of their cornerbacks are transfers. Their strong safeties are transfer, and their nose guards are transfer. Ricky, I think I counted I forty-nine. Oh wow! On the roster, I think I counted forty-nine between JUCO and and true transfers. I think I counted forty-nine. Well, I've just named seven or eight that are starters out of twenty-two and 20 of those on the depth chart. I, w- one thing about that, and I wasn't aware of this, Jamos told me today they only signed one high school kid. They recruited one high school kid, apparently. And with this and the transfer portal, this is made available, but that's a new ball game. We don't know how that's going to work uh, long term. I don't know if it builds continuity. I don't know what it does, but I do know one thing. We're not sure what Texas State is because they have so many new guys that we haven't seen before. When you look at this game and, and having that opportunity to, to have so many transfers and, and things like that, that, it just seems like that's tough to kind of build the program and, and get young guys involved in, in an area of special teams. And how critical is it for Baylor to win that special teams battle and flip the field when they need to? Well, I – it's very important it is every football game and I think that's one thing we've got that should be a strength of this team I know it's a it's an emphasis you've got Treston Ebner back returning kicks and punts Uh, you've got your kicker and punter back they've both been pushed in camp so there's some depth there Uh, this coaching staff takes special teams very seriously I've I expect some big plays defensively I I would hate to punt the ball to Tristan Ebner, Taquan <laughs> Thornton, Josh Fleeks, any of these guys. They, it would scare me to death just with the ability they have to make a big return. And the other side of the ball, to punt it deep, make the play, block some kicks. Uh, I think and expect from what I've seen that, that we'll see some pretty good special teams play out of this football team. Ricky, let's, uh, let's go around the league a little bit. Uh, you know, 30 miles from us is going to be the uh, Louisiana and Texas game. What, your, your thoughts on that one? Well, two ranked teams. Uh, of course, Texas is at home. This Cajun football team, remember last year, opened up on the road and blistered Iowa State. And we know Iowa State was pretty darn good. So I don't think Texas uh, – this isn't a week off for them by no means. They're going to have their hands full. I think this team's pretty good. Uh, Texas is an unknown because new coaching staff, new quarterback, new schemes. I think uh, that takes some time, and I, I think that might be a really good close football game, guys. Ricky, the other one that might be close and have some implications on 
the Big 12 is Texas Tech and Houston. Dana Hoverson kind of had the first year as, as a, well, a tank year. No other way to really put it. And then last year, uh, COVID, we all know what happened. So, you know, he's kind of having his first real footing in a season. There is the head coach for the Cougars. And Matt Wells, well, his seat's pretty hot. He, does he have to win this game against the Cougars to kind of calm the waters in Lubbock? Well, I, I don't know that he has to win this one, but I know that he has to win some games this year. I think if, if Tech's not a bowl team this year, that uh, Wells is probably in trouble, and I, I'm not sure that's enough. So with that, you've got to win non-conference games as well. So that would really uh, dig a hole for Tech and for Wells if they don't win this game. I look Not that it makes any difference. I think Tech was a one-point favorite, but uh, playing on the road – I, I think it'll be a tough game for Tech, personally. I think Houston at home and Hogerson will be a tough task for Texas Tech. It would not surprise me to see Houston win that game. Uh, I, I think that's a real possibility. Ricky, as we kind of wind down here, give me one matchup to watch. We're in the stands, and we're watching the football game. Give me one matchup to watch tomorrow. Uh, you know what? I'm an offensive guy, but I'm watching offense. I just I want to see what that guy does. I want to see what he disrupts. I would hate to be Charles Fletcher, who is Texas State's starting center. Uh, line up on your first play and look across the line, and I, I'd be scared to death. <laughs> but uh, that, that's the guy I'm watching, and I want to see if he really is as disruptive as he's been in these scrimmages we've seen. And if he is, this this defensive football team will have a really good day. Offensively, obviously, the one guy I want to watch probably more than anybody else is Gary Bohannon. I think he has really grown up. I'm really impressed with his attitude, the way he's developed. I thought he made two or three of the best throws on deep balls I've seen in a long time, not last weekend, weekend before. I, I want to see how he reacts when this football team right now is his. I want to see if he takes it uh, under his wings and he acts like the quarterback. He acts like the leader out there. And I I just think he is. And he's such a great athlete. If he does, this could be a really potent offensive football team. And, and after last year, we need that, guys, because we were really not very good offensively. Hey, Rick, uh, what's going on over at, at, at Alliance Bank and Trust? Well, I've got my door shut for this interview. I hope everybody's still here when I open it. Uh, they may have all run for the door. It is, it is Labor Day weekend. I mean, you know. Yeah, it, it sure is. It, uh, it, it's good. It's, it's an exciting time for us. I mentioned last week we're on our way to the Temple Belt and Clean area, and the new branch out here has done really well out on 84. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Waco's a good town for community banks, and we're fortunate to have several. Rick, as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time today. All right, guys. Let's see what happens this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I'll see you.